You're listening to Let's Stay Together Anime Break, the subseries of Let's Stay Together where we talk about the 2019 Anime Fruits Basket. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're discussing season two, episode 20, which was called Are You Okay? <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. Okay. Nobody's okay. Did we make the show last time? <laughs> Probably. Now that there's like a whole week between when we record, it's like I forget things even more than I forgot before. I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. We just pretend it's a running joke instead of us forgetting the jokes we already made. <laughs> right. Continuity jokes. Yes. <laughs> this episode covered the rest of chapters 81 and 83 of the manga. Chapter 83 and the rest of 81. So what happened was last time there was mm-hmm. episode 81 and 80, or chapter 81 and 82, and I neglected to mention that yeah. only part of it was covered, and mm-hmm. <laughs> we kind of talked about it in the discussion. Yeah, it basically went, like, Rin, student council, Rin, student council, and they just, the anime made it Rin, Rin, student, student council, council, student, student council. council. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, so therefore, we covered this in our podcast episode 42, which we mentioned last time, and episode 43, which is called People Who Know How Scary It Is To Be Alone Can't Help But Love Others. <laughs> Which is a reference to the Rin stuff, so... <laughs> yes. <laughs> but trust me, it was title. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it won't fit on a title card for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I don't know. I, sometimes it's hard to pick something that's short. <laughs> mm-hmm. The one before was called Things I Can't Give Up, which was much shorter. Anyway, the episode opens last time, paradoxically, in <laughs> with <laughs> Rin clutches Toru the evening that she came to Shigure's house. Shigure, Kyo, and Yuki stand back and watch them together, and Yuki realizes there's one thing that he and Rin have in common, something that they yearn for, and we cut to the credits. So it's just a reference to the scene from which they had last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At school, the kids' class has decided to perform the beloved classic Cinderella for the cultural festival, and will be voting on roles soon. Toru turns to Hana and Uo, saying it'll be wonderful, but Uo's annoyed. She wanted to do a historical play. Mito Koman apparently was on the list, and she wanted a specific role in it, too, and complains that they're way too old for this crap. Regardless, Toru's looking forward to finding out the roles tomorrow. Uo says that it's a given that the prince will be the prince, and Yuki hears this and chimes in that he won't be accepting any main roles because he's busy with the student council. Kakiru calls Yuki from the doorway, right on time. It's time for their meeting. And Tori tells him not to push himself too hard as he leaves. I'll be fine. Thanks, he says. In the hallway, Kahiru whinges again about how Yuki should get a cell phone, um, as if it isn't 2020 and a given. But <laughs> Yuki's worried that he'll need to get a guardian. This is from the 90s. The story's originally from the 90s, so I guess you can't update that part of the technology. I could see it as, like, like if he needs a parent's permission, Yuki just not wanting to deal with that yeah. until, until now. <laughs> it's a legitimate part of the story, I was just yeah. <laughs> being facetious. He has a pager, obviously. Yes. Um, <laughs> some people listening are like, what's a pager? Anyway. <laughs> yes. Yuki's worried that he'll need to get a guardian's permission to get the phone, as you said. Kakiru asks about his relationship with his parents. Yuki says it's it's not tense, but it's like a shirt buttoned up wrong. It's awkward. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. I totally get it, Kakiru says, and Yuki looks a little surprised. Yeah, buttoned up wrong. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. And Yuki's like, why are you agreeing with yourself? <laughs> but a book flies through the window of the student council room as they approach and surprises them. A villain! A villain, Union! A villain has finally appeared before the school defense force! Whoa, what are we gonna do? <laughs> Kakiru says, and Yuki is like, you look way too happy about this. And then he opens the door to investigate, seriously, instead of being excited. It's Machi inside, panting. Books and papers are strewn everywhere. Yuki remembers a similar situation the day that they met. Kakiru approaches her. And Kimi now arrive then too. Seeing the mess, Kimi surmises that it was a poltergeist and now <laughs> denies it. Kakiru asks them to leave this to him, i.e. pretend they didn't see it, and now gripes. Yuki says that he'll leave this to Kakiru to take care of and they'll head to the student council meeting. On the way to the meeting, now complains, how can Yuki turn a blind eye to that? There's also rumors that Machi is a destructive devil who breaks stuff and flips boxes over because that's what a destructive devil would do. <laughs> <laughs> 
imagining. It's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like uh, the Tasmanian devil or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I thought it was funny. <laughs> Just to clarify. <laughs> Tip's box is over. It's the worst. <laughs> uh, it may be your way of dealing with stress now, it says, but she shouldn't trouble others. Yuki says it's fine for now. They'll take care of it later. Now complains again, and Yuki says, I said later. Yuki's sure that it was Machi who did it, but he thinks they shouldn't make a big deal of it. There must be a reason for it, but he needs to give her time to calm down first. And it sounds like Kakeru uh, is in the know about what's going on, too. During the council meeting, the kids reject someone's ridiculous proposal for the culture festival, but Yuki is distracted. Kakeru and Machi seem close, he thinks, but not like boyfriend and girlfriend. After the meeting, Kakeru comes them back to the room. The room is still pretty messy, and Machi has gone home. All things that Nao complains about again. Even more pissed off, he announces that he's not feeling well too and pieces out, slamming the door and causing a few shards of glass to drop from the broken window. <laughs> <laughs> Yuki picks up the stack of papers that Nao is carrying, intending to finish Nao's work while Kakeru finishes cleaning up. Kakeru looks thoughtful for, thoughtful for a second, then knocks the papers in the air, shouting, Scatter! while Yuki screams, and then just like, Why? He's so distraught. I love him so much. <laughs> He's like, ah! <laughs> like, <laughs> so good. <laughs> I don't get it, Kakuru says. Why does Machi do this? She doesn't tell me anything. She left when I asked if it was because of me. Are you upset, Yuki asks. Maybe, Kakuru says. Hey, Yuki asks while picking up the papers. What is Machi to you? My little sister. We're siblings, Kakuru says. Oh, so that's how it is. You're siblings, Yuki says, and Kakuru is like, now you're agreeing with yourself, too. <laughs> Yuki, of course, realizes that Machi and Kakeru don't have the same last name, and Kakeru asks if the Somas have successor feuds. Yuki says that there, it might, there might be, but he wouldn't know about it. Kakeru says that his family has these issues. Their dad is loaded as fuck. That's his <laughs> words directly. Um, <laughs> he would, like, really cringingly use, like, <laughs> that kind of slang. <laughs> yes! I hope he says that in the dub. I definitely haven't gone and checked, even though we talked about how we need to watch the dub last episode. Yeah. But... I don't think it's caught up yet. No. <laughs> we won't know for a while. <laughs> be... Yeah, Union, my dad's loaded AF. <laughs> He's just like, why? What? <laughs> He's like, I don't understand. I don't even have a cell phone. What are you talking about? <laughs> Kakiru is the oldest, uh, Kakiru is the oldest son. Huh? Were you going to say to Yuki's like, okay, boomer. <laughs> Yuki is a boomer. And yes. <laughs> Okay, boomers, the only thing we millennials have left to say. Yes. <laughs> the only thing we can do now. Start <laughs> cry into the uncaring void. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? <laughs> Kakeru says that his dad is loaded as fuck, as I stated before. And Kakeru is the oldest son, but his mother was a mistress, and Machi's mother is his father's wife. But Machi is younger than a girl. And their moms fought about who would be the successor. Machi and I had a pretty Spartan upbringing, he says. And we see them as children, back to back. At first, he tried to meet their demands. You know how everything parents here say is right when you're a kid, he says. Then he started to think that it was dumb, and he threw a temper tantrum at a fancy dinner, what looks like a fancy dinner party, and flung plates everywhere. <laughs> and he said he wouldn't go along with this crap anymore. His mom seemed to come to her senses after that and withdrew from the feud. The paper's now stacked again, and uh, Kakiru looking at the broken window, he says. Machi might not be free yet. My parents and I are still have lingering bad feelings from it. Feels like when your shirt's buttoned up wrong, just like you said. Yuki thinks of the tension with his own mother. Kakiru says they're so old-fashioned, it doesn't matter if the successor is male or female. How foolish for them to involve their innocent children in this. Yuki looks thoughtful, then throws the papers in the air as well. Whoa, are you going mad too, Yuyun? Kakiru asks. 
Nonetheless, you have to live with it, Yuki says. Even if they're foolish, appalling, or infuriating, children can't trade their parents just as parents can't trade their children. Yukimura was asking his mother in the past if he was just a tool for her. You can't choose who they are, he says with a rueful smile. You just have to live with it. And try to rebutton your shirt, he says. You don't gotta button up your shirt, right? Kakuru says. It's good enough even if it's buttoned up wrong. Like this, he says. And he demonstrates with his own sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Looks lame, Yuki says with a chuckle. Yeah, just like that. You need to laugh it off, Kakuru says. Except that you can't do anything about it and laugh it off. Yuki says that he's not making sense and Kakuru argues. But Yuki thinks that everyone goes through life with their own burdens. Machi, Kakuru, himself, even their parents. Later at Yuki's parents' house, his mother signs a form so that he can get a cell phone and join the rest of everyone in 2020. <laughs> she asks if that's all. After all, she and his dad are very busy people. Yuki says that's it and thanks her. A maid comes to tell his mother that it's time to go and Yuki takes off too. Yuki, she says, looking away. Don't spend too much time on the phone. Yuki's surprised. As he walks out of the house, he thinks with a chuckle that it's the first time she said something so parent-like to him. He remembers Kakiru saying, yeah, like that. You just need to laugh it off. Yuki smiles. I hope that someday we can look back at this and laugh about it together, he thinks. At a later student council meeting, Nao complains that the forms look crumpled, and Yuki's like, is that so? And Kakeru's like, it's your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> it's, it's like, and later Yuki's on the phone, he's like, you guys played this Angry Birds game? <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of Bejeweled Blitz? Yeah. It's so rad. It's like, I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> later, Nao and Yuki walk down the hall together. Yuki gets bombarded with questions about crazy plans, some crazy plan for the cultural festival that someone submitted. A campfire where kids can roast sweet potatoes. Fireworks. Sounds so awesome. But Yuki wishes they would realize that it's way too awesome to be possible. Nao gripes about how tiring it's been to go around telling people that it's not happening. The two wonder just who put the stupid proposal in a suggested box and went around telling people about it. Hey, Union, Kakeru calls from the student council room doorway. You know that proposal I submitted for the campfire and fireworks? Did it get rejected? <laughs> Yuki grabs Kakeru by the throat. Surrounded by sparkles, he says, so it was you. While Kakeru chokes just a little bit. <laughs> it's a friendly choking. Yes. <laughs> Yuki clarifies that the useless proposal was indeed rejected. Now sasses him for blabbing about it to everyone. Machi and Kimi arrive and Yuki and Kakeru look concerned. Now immediately starts berating her and demanding an explanation for her destroying the room the other day. I apologize for the trouble I caused. I won't do it again, she says, bowing, not meeting the eyes of any of the student council members. You won't do it again, Yuki says? Saying that solves nothing. You need to help us understand why you did it. Kakeru and Kimi say it's that he's so deep and kind and now grumps. Kimi says that Yuki's like a prince. It's not true, Yuki says, and Machi reacts, but it's really hard to tell what her reaction is because she like kind of like doesn't look down. That's like the only... She reacts to mm -hmm. what he said, what he says. <laughs> yeah. It was a pretty neutral expression, but she reacted. Anyway, I don't know how to describe mm -hmm. it. Slightly less neutral than Machi's usual Yeah, exactly. It's, well, her expression isn't neutral. It's like downcast. It's just, mm -hmm. it was, um, she actually reacted instead of not reacting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Prince, I completely forgot, Yuki says, and he dashes off to be in his class where the roles for Cinderella are being announced. Some girls, including Minami in the um, Prince Yuki fan club, approach him and ask him again if he'll accept the role as Prince, but he denies it. Plus, I don't think I'm the best choice for a Prince, he says, but the girls think, of course that isn't true. Yuki announces the main cast. The fairy godmother will be played by himself, Yuki Soma. The evil stepsister will be played by Toru Honda, and Toru jumps up at the announcement, and the Yuki fangirls say, it's perfect for you, and cheer, but when Yuki announces that the evil stepmother will be played by Minami, she's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, eh. Sorry, I got my voice cut out for some reason. <laughs> I was like, that's just a breath. That's not a sound. 
Yuki continues that Cinderella will be played by Saki Hanajima, shockingly, and the prince will be played by Kyosoma. Hmm? Kyo says. And then suddenly realizing what happened, he stands and shouts, hang on a second, and Yuki's like, too late. <laughs> Come on, Prince Kyo. You never know. You might be great, Prince Kyo. His friends cheese, uh, tease, and he's like, you think I could even act? Ooh, it's like, at least you'll get laughs. And he's like, this isn't a comedy. <clears throat> How wonderful to be cast as a prince, Toru says, stars in her eyes. Shiso-san will be so delighted. Don't you tell him. You better not tell him, Kyo says. <laughs> Kyo goes on to complain about the, that the cast is a mess in general. I mean, like, Hanajima, Cinderella. I'm pleased to work with you, Prince, Hanajima says. And the class is like, is this the creation of a wicked Cinderella? Will her dress be black? <laughs> Yuki asks if Toru will be able to play the evil stepsister. Yes, of course, she says determinedly. I'll be more evil than the devil himself. You can count on me. <laughs> yeah, she probably can't do it, he thinks. <laughs> I loved this part. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the other side of the class, the Yuki fangirls congratulate themselves on a scheme well laid to get Toru into an evil villain role. As if this will somehow convince Yuki to see her in some light other than how he normally sees her. Yeah. Minami is particularly happy about this, but then one of the girls reminds her that she's the evil stepmother. Gah! She says, then covers her eyes in shame. And quotes, before you embark on a journey of revenge, dig two graves. <laughs> <laughs> a lesson well learned, I guess. <laughs> The meeting now over, Yuki says he'll be going back to the student council. Toru is about to tell him not to push himself too hard, but then she stops herself and smiles warmly. Please do your best, she says. Yuki smiles. Nuo calls Toru over to come and, like, do something about Kyo being grumpy about his role. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she's supposed to do, but <laughs> it was like, do something about him. <laughs> <laughs> Yuki remembers Shigeru's words from the other day with Rin. The important thing is, will you keep letting yourself be cared for? Or... Back in the student council room after their class meeting, Yuki finds Kimi and Nao. Machi and Kakiru went shopping. Kimi says they're weirdly close, but Yuki thinks that they haven't told anyone else about the that they're step-siblings. Yuki goes to look in the closet for an order form from the previous year. Ah, oh, Yunyun, I wouldn't go in there if I were you, Kimi says. And inside the room, Yuki's like, huh? But the closet door slowly closes, and Kimi says, the lock's been broken since yesterday. <laughs> also, I love how his eyes would blink open in the yeah. dark. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a Warner Brothers cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, Kimi tried to warn you, Yunyun, she says, and Nao is like, not fast enough. Yuki shakes the door handle, but it won't budge. He asks if he can kick the door down, and Nao is like, please don't, I'd hate to see anything else destroyed. And he and Kimi decide to go and get help. How pathetic, if I was really prince-like, Yuki thinks, I wouldn't do something like get locked in a closet. He stumbles around in the dark and knocks over some black paint, it splatters all over the wall on the floor, and on his shirt in his hand. The paint triggers a memory. Back at the beach over the summer, Kureno stands nearby as Akito speaks to Yuki. You're so pathetic, Yuki, Akito says. It's embarrassingly painful to watch you try to live optimistically. I can tell. I know what you want. What you yearn for from Toru Honda. Akito leans him close to him and whispers in his ear. What you want from her is... An argument outside the closet door snaps Yuki back to reality, and with a slam, the door opens. Machi stands in the doorway holding a chair. She's broken it down the door with it. <laughs> he looks over, still a little dazed. Are you okay? Machi asks him. Now whinges about the state of the door. Kimi laughs, and Kakiru says that he was the one who wanted to break it down. Kimi teases that Machi said she wouldn't break stuff again. <laughs> Kakiru leans in and asks Yuki if he's okay. He still seems kind of out of it. He says that he's a little sick from the paint fumes. Yuki thanks Machi. I thought you wouldn't want to feel anxious, she says quietly, still not looking at him. Still a little dazed, Yuki gags. Outside where the kids have clearly hustled him to fresh air, Kakiru <laughs> offers him a cup of water and asks if he needs the nurse. Yuki says that he just needs the air. Kakiru says that anyone would feel sick in that small dark room filled with paint fumes like that. Yuki says that he really did feel anxious. Some painful memories were brought up by the room. Eh? Oh no, is it something indecent? Kakiru teases. <laughs> no, I'm talking about mentally, Yuki says. I'll just say it straight out. I'm stupid, so I won't know unless you tell me, Kakiru says and sits beside him. 
I never told anyone before, Yuki says. I haven't even told that person yet. It's something pitiful and pathetic. He thinks of Toru and thinks, what I yearned from her was. And then we cut to the credits. Dun dun dun. <laughs> it's like purposeful dun dun dun, but it's not yes. really dun dun dun. <laughs> like you can see like like scratches on the door. Like yeah, actually she hits it with the, with the chair. Down. The chair legs are also bent, which is great. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I did enjoy that very much. Yeah. I think they had fun with the destruction too, because they had the like the broken window crackling after now yes. slams the door again. He slams the he slams the door after he leaves and it like tinkled the glass like tinkles to the yeah. floor. <laughs> How you know it's still like broken. Mm-hmm. Now so angry the entire episode. The whole really episode. Funny. I was writing this and I was like, I can see why people don't like now. <laughs> I mean I think, it's funny. I think he's hilarious because he's just so ineffectually <laughs> angry about everything. Yes. I also love about these scenes where he's walking next to Yuki and he's like so short. I yeah. feel like I can say this as a short person. <laughs> but I was just like, he's so short. They make him look so short. So short and angry. <laughs> First of all, the most exciting thing that happened in this episode was that they announced the school play and that Yay. Cinderella is going to be played by Hana, which is great. Mm-hmm. Nothing can go wrong. And Kyo's going to be yep. played by the prince. I forgot that we were going to have to talk about Mito Komon again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was something in the... I remember in the manga, it was like, I want to be the guy who gives him the medicine or whatever. And this time she was like, I want to be the guy that gives him the sealed box or open the sealed box. And I was like, why are these so yeah. specific? Like, I don't... Like, yeah. <laughs> maybe everybody knows in Japan. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's a historical it's like, drama. It's like, I think the specificity is the joke. It's yes. like, I wanted to be this very specific minor character. Yes, but... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It is great. I appreciate that she wants to be a very specific minor character. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone is about Cinderella, too. I know. She's like, we're old. We shouldn't do Cinderella. This is dumb. Like, yeah. Fine. <laughs> and it's like, like she's not grumpy about the idea of a play, just specifically Cinderella, because she wanted to do this other play. <laughs> oh, historical play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's funny. It's a weird thing about her character. That mm-hmm. It's like... You think that she just wouldn't care at all, like Kyo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Kyo, when Yuki announces that he's going to be the prince, he's like clearly like not paying attention. Like he thinks he's not going to be picked for anything. Yeah. And he's like, huh? And then he's like, what? <laughs> like it's really yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. Like, like unaware of his own popularity. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's something very charming about it. Mm-hmm. It's something that Yuki isn't Yuki jealous of that, so or envious mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Yeah. That came up in a couple episodes ago where he said that. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah, guess he, he remarked on yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, even at the like uh, the school trip, he remarked on the fact that like like Kyo is like pretty popular compared when they're talking about like who's getting confessed to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he could handle another confession. I feel like he gets yeah. every day. <laughs> it's because he was being protected by the fangirls or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they have a pact. I do think their plan, their scheme of getting Toru to be in an evil role so, for some reason is so, so silly and, like, teen yeah. girlish to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually just for, like, the, the petty satisfaction they get out of it rather yes. than any kind of practical <laughs> effect it's going to have. Yeah, they're like, haha, she got picked for the evil stepsister role, which, of course, Toru definitely can't do. So yeah. that'll be a good time. <laughs> yeah, I did love the... Like, in the manga, they just had him, like, write out all of the roles at once, uh-huh. and then they all reacted to it. So I liked it being, like, Tori's the evil stepmother, and they're like, ha, 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 and then it's, like, Manami's the evil stepmother, and she's like, damn it. Damn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Crap. 
That's true. Yeah, there was a, a better effect to having. Yeah, and also Kyo being the prince too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah. best. I was like, wait a minute, Yuki's just like too late. Yeah. <laughs> he also did that in the manga, but it was also great. Yeah. Their reactions to everything are on point. Mm-hmm. Speaking of reactions to things that were funny and perfect, it was like um, Kakiru throwing the papers and stuff later. Yeah. I enjoyed that scene very much. I enjoyed it in the manga, but I enjoyed it being animated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Um, I think it's a scene that, that benefits from the voice acting too. Mm-hmm. Um, because you have, like, you know, Kakiru is usually pretty silly, but like, so him, like, throwing the papers and being like, being like, scatter, but then, like, immediately talking pretty seriously about the mm-hmm. situation with Machi. He does sound very upset. Mm hmm. Which is nice. Yeah. And um, mm, genuine isn't the word that I'm looking for. His vo- his 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 voice is very unaffected when he's saying yeah. that, as opposed to when he's like joking, which he does 99 percent of the time. Even mm-hmm. when he's talking to Yuki about all his painful memories at the end, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or he's about to talk to Yuki about his painful memories at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's still teasing him. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, not something dirty, and Yuki's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's like always oh, like imitating Kimmy yes. like, to make those kind of jokes. It's like, oh my god, something dirty. dirty? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I know there wasn't enough Kimmy in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> I did love her little like, like sing song and like like oh Machi, you just said you wouldn't break stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think Machi. There's actually there was a tweet that I should send it to you where Takaya drew, mm-hmm. uh, Kimmy leaning on Machi. I don't know why that just escaped me for the reason, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but it was cute because I think like they kind of have some kind of like. Not like a mutual understanding, but they're just kind of like Kimi doesn't question Machi's shit, yeah, the way that Nao does, and um, mm-hmm. Machi's kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like I know that you're faking. It seems like she doesn't really care about Kimi either, you know. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like the idea of them like actually kind of accidentally being friends. Yeah, like... I believe that that could be a thing, mm-hmm. especially later. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do like the idea of them being becoming like kind of accidental friends <laughs> i don't know how to describe it yeah, yeah. it's like they don't really like think of each other that way but then they're like oh there's kimmy yeah say hi to kimmy or i'll, I'll walk like... with her to the student council room yeah <laughs> kimmy's like oh we ran into each other but it's like <laughs> yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah they would never just run into each other like yeah and then like walk together like that takes mm-hmm. effort you have to kind of like yeah. a person to do that mm-hmm. especially after you do something embarrassing like machi did so yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know kimi seems to be sort of indifferent to her issues or like not indifferent but yeah not yeah i feel like the like now <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like the like the bluntness of kimi might be kind of appealing in that sense that's true it's just like oh yeah she totally destroyed the classroom anyway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i don't really care <laughs> yeah <laughs> or like it, it doesn't matter to me <laughs> yeah it's like, I don't care personally because I'll never have to clean up anything in my life. Yeah. Because I. <laughs> she didn't even show up at the part where now brought the papers. I was like, yeah. where was she? Like, do they just know that she's not. Or maybe she was done with whatever she had to do for the student council and now wasn't. But like, mm-hmm. she just wasn't even there. But yeah, and then I also liked her other line that basically the other thing that she says is when she's like, oh, I wouldn't go in there if I were you. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I tried. Kimi tried to warn you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it was way too late. Yeah. I thought there's like a pause too, like after the door closes. Like, what? <laughs> and then she's like, oh no, I oh, tried no. to warn you. <laughs> chaos. Yeah. She's a bringer of chaos. Mm-hmm. Like, now says that Machi is like a evil devil or whatever, a devil of destruction, but I think Kimi's the real yeah. chaos demon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she causes the, uh, 
the uh, the psychological chaos rather yes. than the destruction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like how Yuki's like, how about I just kick down the door? And now it's like, no! And then he doesn't yeah. do it. Like, <laughs> Yuki, just kick down the door. Especially <laughs> if you're going to have a traumatic incident, which is what happened. Yeah. Well, he didn't know he was going to knock over paint <laughs> and trigger a flashback. <laughs> he wasn't like, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess you can never predict a traumatic flashback. Yeah, things just sneak up on you. Mm-hmm. Darn. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> he has a... Well, it's like he has a memory from the beach. So it was a time that we didn't see. We saw the before and after. Like when he mm-hmm. walks up, Yuki walks up to Okito, and then the time after is when he found Toro on the beach. Like that was yep. what happened after that time, just for clarity. It's been a while. I don't know why, it just feels like... I don't know. feels like longer in between things, even though it's totally not in, mm-hmm. the, in the anime. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe it's just the way that it's consumed. Mm-hmm. I also feel like... Studying like the, manga, the but... Like, the beach is such a, like... It's long. Large and kind of self-contained thing, since they go to, like, a new area and everything. Mm-hmm. But, like, anything that, like, is after the beach seems like it happened a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Especially this, because this is, like, in the first half of that mm-hmm. section. Yeah, because I remember thinking, I was like... I was like the beach was still this season. like <laughs> Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, same with like, when we saw Rin before. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. She was at the beach. And that mm-hmm. seemed like so long ago, but it wasn't. But yeah, so he had that memory. And it fi- seems like we'll finally know how he really feels about Toru, even though mm-hmm. at this point it doesn't seem to be romantic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless Rin, Rin has a... Uh, isn't a... has romantic feelings for her, you know? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Not, not there. Yes. <laughs> as discussed. I do like that scene that they have um, of Rin where Yuki's like talking. It's just the two of them together. But you see like Rin like grab the back of Toru's shirt like even harder, mm-hmm. um, which was touching, I think. Yeah. It was the same scene from before. But like the way that it was cut in this time was nice. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yes. And then we also, I was just trying to remember all the things that we need to talk about. Listen, there's a lot. <laughs> Machi, it turns out that Machi and Kakiru are half-siblings. Yep. That's a whole thing. <laughs> Yuki and, and Kakiru have this great connection in the first half of this episode where they have that, like, oh, like, that's how it is, where Kakiru, mm-hmm. Yuki is like, oh, I get weird sibling relationships, you know, because mm-hmm. he has this sort of strained relationship with Ayame. And then Yuki has his weird family relationship with Kakiru. is like, oh, I know about weird family shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of sweet. Like, they're in, like, totally different worlds, but they still have, like, kind of instinctively understand, like... It's called being a good friend. <laughs> yeah, like, the issue that they're, each other is going through. Mm-hmm. And it seemed for a long time like Yuki was all alone, but no. Mm-hmm. Kakiru understands. Yeah. I love those two bits with the, the like, you're, why, yeah, you're, why are you agreeing with yourself? And yes. then, like, Yuki does the same thing later. <laughs> yes. He's like, oh, I get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also like how earnestly, because Kahiru, I think even up to this point was, you see him as like kind of a goofball and he teases Yuki a lot. Obviously they have, um, they get along and they seem to have like a good relationship, but there's been this, like Machi's always kind of haunting the background of the student council. Mm-hmm. And now that we have a deeper understanding of their relationship, it's like, it's always so nice when Kahiru is so earnest about trying to like help her. Mm-hmm. Um that we see in this this part i mean he was there before he was you know i don't know tried to get people to mm-hmm. 
like brush it off before mm -hmm. and, like he did with yuki i guess in the, the first time that they met yeah the the like earnestness in the the conversation with yuki is like kind of a first for him and it's it's nice. I think it says both a lot about his relationship with Machi and his relationship with Yuki. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he doesn't seem to like run around having super deep, earnest conversations with everybody. He has mm -hmm. this kind of... I don't think it's a facade, because I think it's like a genuine part of his character, but like mm -hmm. the way he normally presents himself is kind of like carefree and silly and whatever. Yeah. Even when uh, Yuki gets trapped in the closet, and then mm -hmm. <laughs> he's like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. And saying that he wanted to break down the door. Yes. <laughs> And then now being like, nobody should have broken down the door. <laughs> mm -hmm. I do like, I don't know what happened. We don't get to see what happened, but I feel like they were probably arguing about what to do. Machi just like picked up the chair and like did it without yeah. asking. <laughs> <laughs> Kimi was like, well, I'm in it for the drama. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now I was particularly grumpy this episode. He hasn't been that, mm -hmm. he's been, always been grumpy, but not as much yeah. as this time. Yeah, so it's making me laugh. It's just like every time he shows up, he's just so angry. <laughs> Sometimes he commiserates with Yuki, which is fine. Mm. Yeah, I do like the bit where they're, like, complaining about everyone getting excited about the, like, ridiculous proposal. That's right, there was a follow-up from last time, because Toru also asked him the same, th Yuki, the same thing at home, mm -hmm. but I always enjoyed that part. I, I do also yeah. like how Kakiru is like, oh, did my, my proposal for fireworks and stuff get rejected? And they're like, yes! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always loved them. Like, Yuki, like, cheerfully strangling him. <laughs> Like, so it was you. <laughs> ah. It's like, it was you, you bastard. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kakeru never has to clean up his own messes, so, you know. <laughs> Just like Kimi. I mean, yes. this was a good Yuki. I mean, we learned more about Kakeru and Machi, um, but it was kind of a Yuki trauma-focused episode. Yeah. I kind of liked how, um, since they put the two, like, Yuki parts together, mm -hmm. they had it a bit more, like, I don't know, it felt a bit, a bit more like a day in the life of Yuki. Like, we have, yeah. like... Like, because, the, like, they had to add the bit where, like, Kakiru comes to get him for the meeting, and mm -hmm. then, because that used to be one scene, the mm -hmm. whole, like, announcing the play and then announcing the cast. Mm -hmm. And yes. so, like, I feel like it kind of, like, contrasts nicely with the, that early episode that had him, like, going through, like, a day being, like, the new student council president and, like, being awkward and... Being so withdrawn for everybody. Yeah, not knowing how to, how to be around people who want to be around him and stuff, <laughs> and so... Yeah. And so it like, just kind of shows like kind of how far he's come from that point. It's true. The other nice thing is you have the real strong running characteristic of him talking about how he's not like a prince and how people think he's like a prince still. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's something that's like, it hasn't been talked about in a while, but they definitely talked about it before in the series. Yeah. So like at the beginning, they're like, you should, of course, the you was like, of course, the prince is going to be the prince. And then he's like, oh, mm -hmm. no, I'm not like a prince. Then he goes to the thing and then he's nice to Machi and they're like you're such a prince and then he's like no I'm not which Machi notices mm -hmm. and then the same thing is repeated uh, later when they're giving out the roles and then also when he's in the closet and he's like oh if I was really like a prince then I wouldn't get locked <laughs> in the closet which is just a stupid thing to think but whatever yeah. <laughs> I'm sure princes get locked in the closet all the time <laughs> yeah. well they probably don't but that's because they never have a reason to go, <laughs> go into a storage closet because <laughs> they have servants <laughs> Like, go get me the records from last year's order. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A good point. Mm -hmm. This is my commoner logic. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. There's not really a resolution to that. It's just interesting how it's repeated mm -hmm. so much in this um, Yeah. This episode. One thing I liked, uh, just kind of a specific specific translation compared to the manga, mm -hmm. is like when Kakiru asks if he, like, if the Somas have, like, succession issues, mm -hmm. and he says, like, no, and he's like, 
well, we might, but I'm not involved in them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, <laughs> yes. it's like, it's because they already like have planned out everything about your life and where you're going to be. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, like, yeah, it's true. Cause he, yeah, everybody's planned everything for him. Right. So mm-hmm. he's like, I don't know. Yeah, he's already, he's just, like, expected to be, like, an important member of the family in the mm-hmm. future, so. Yeah, there's succession, succession issues, surely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not for him, because mm-hmm. everybody knows what he's going to be doing, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then we have the scene with his mom. I almost forgot about that. That's oh, important. Yeah. The scene with his mom is great, because there's, like, a mm-hmm. couple memories of her, I think. There's at least two. There's the one where he was at school when they were talking about his succession is- issues. Yeah. <laughs> And then there was also the one where he was a little kid and was like, so am I just a tool to you? And she's like, so what? So what if you are? Mm. Those are the two memories I can think of offhand. Um, yeah. But yeah, then he goes to see her and then she's like, yeah, like, don't use the phone wastefully. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, wow, she said something like a mom. <laughs> yeah. And he chuckles. Yeah, I think it's a nice follow up to the whole like um, parent teacher conference thing. Rayama mm-hmm. is like pointing out to her where it's like Yuki's giving us a chance mm-hmm. to make things better. Like he'd have every right to shut us out, but he's not doing that. Um, and so like you see her like, like when he just you know, like thanks her for signing the thing. She like looks up at that like mm. like she didn't expect to be thanked for it or something, and mm-hmm. kind of realizing. Yeah, what Ayame like, said. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yuki even says in his like conversation with Kakeru in the paper flinging scene he's like well you know you just have to like yeah like you might have a relationship that's like wearing a shirt that's buttoned wrong but you just have to keep trying to button it you know and he's kind of like people everybody has their issues even our parents he always even though he has like has been (laughs) has been slighted so many times by his family Mm -hmm. he does and then you have the scene later where kido's like it's sickening how you try to live watching you try to live optimistically but it's like no it's just like part of his personality So. Yeah, he really is. Um, he really is very optimistic, c- mm-hmm. despite like how he seems like outwardly. Yes. Like, yeah, he does just kind of like keep trying. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, just an important part of his character to take care mm-hmm. of. Yeah, and pretty like empathetic, which I think we yes. talked about before. But um, like and like it's something he like didn't see in himself because he's mm-hmm. like feeling like oh I'm not that kind of like kind person, but he's like, you are. Like, yeah, he's repeatedly shown to be able to, like, see where other people are coming from, even when, like, he'd have every right to not care about that. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that he's like, oh, our parents have struggles, too. And it's like, yeah, but that doesn't mean it's okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, but, <you> know. Yes. <laughs> to use you like a tool. Yeah, it's for yeah. their own advancement, social mm-hmm. advancement. Yeah. So, like, to be the kind of person who can be like, oh, my parents have struggles, too, that, like, kind of explain some of their behavior, <laughs> even though, like, it... In Generous. no way makes it okay. Like, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, it's a very see, yuki thing. It is, and to see um, mm-hmm. like Machi struggling and trying to mm-hmm. help her out, where he's like, "Yeah, I don't think it makes sense to like just." It's like she needs time to like, I don't know, like be upset or whatever. He kind of thinks. I don't know. It's not clear exactly mm-hmm. what he thinks, but he's like, "She needs time. I don't think we should just like ask her about." Th- I get the feeling I shouldn't push it. You know, mm-hmm. he has good, um, empathetical instincts, I guess. Yeah. So does Kakiru. He thinks that he's dumb. He's like, I'm dumb and I don't understand anything, but it's like, you do. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like a shirt button drawn. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate him demonstrating a shirt button yeah. correctly. He's like, we get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really cute scene, though. It <laughs> like, is. It's a 
good one. You could just like them. like laughs at him and he's just like, There, you're laughing. Yeah. Like it's obviously like his goal there was to, yes. <laughs> to try and lighten the mood after everything. Well and like I guess Kakiru is kind of like I he seems to like kind of get what Yuki's trying to say where it's like, Oh, we've been in a similar situation and like, you know, eventually you just gotta like laugh at it. Because uh, it's so ridiculous or whatever. Like, that's yeah. kind of what he's trying to say. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and to get him to laugh. Like, lighten up, yeah. you you. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, it's interesting, though, because Yuki's, like, halfway there. Yuki's so serious about everything. He's he's mm-hmm. optimistic, but super, super serious. And I feel like Haku yeah. is kind of, like... Um, it, well, I don't think it's really touched on this episode, but he, mm-hmm. I don't think that he's super, like, optimistic the way that Yuki is. I think he's yeah. he more worries about things. He seems worried about Machi, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like his attitude is kind of like everything sucks, but you gotta laugh. And Yuki's like, everything will be okay, but I can't laugh yet. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like it has mm-hmm. to be good before I can relax. Yeah. So in that way, they're mm-hmm. balanced for each other. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have any other things to say right at this point in time that are not spoilery because this is also mm-hmm. kind of a setup for next episode. Yeah. And subsequent future episodes with this play and this culture festival, <laughs> fireworks mm-hmm. or not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like a campfire would be doable, but maybe not fireworks. <laughs> uh, maybe they just like can't have a fire. Yeah, maybe it's against permits. regulations. Yeah. <laughs> also, they're like, and then we'll roast, we'll roast potatoes on the fire. It's like you can't have like a potato for every student. It's kind of a lot. Yeah. Anyway. Oh man, that sounds so good. Though. I know it sounds delicious. <laughs> I'm on board with Kakiru's plan, for the record. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with it except for the budget, I guess, <laughs> and the fire permits or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I spent, like, half my time in Japan, like, wanting to walk into the road following a sweet potato roasting smell. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you see it, like, wafting, like, a cartoon yeah. smell, mm-hmm. and your nose, like, it's, like, and you, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get dragged over toward it. Yes. Exactly That'd be the same like for that. me, but it would be, like, a taiyaki smell, probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, it's I smell pastries. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like that's a universal instinct. You're like, fried dough. Mm. (laughs) Because every culture has its version of fried dough. It's like roasted sweet potatoes, though. They smell so good. They do smell really good. Uh, Do you have any other... You don't have any other things to say? We're talking about sweet Uh, potatoes. I did like kind of the... um, Like the continuation of the kind of like... Yuki leaving the Toru's nest thing with... um, (laughs) With the bit where like Toru's about to say like, don't push yourself and then changes it to like... Like do your best or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Was less of a like take care like less of a be careful and more of a like do good job yeah kind of thing yeah yeah the first part of the episode she's like be careful and then the next part she's like you know I don't know yeah <laughs> do a good job I don't know yeah. there's no trans- good translation for that yeah not really but <laughs> good you get what it means classic <laughs> gambate yes <laughs> <laughs> it's not like push yourself but it's like yeah do go mm-hmm. do a good job. Mm-hmm. doing good i think she yeah. recognizes it's, all kind, it's like a yeah it's less of a like be careful doing this and more of a i believe you can do this yes kind yes of thing. yeah yes. it's a different sort of like tone yeah it's like i'm concerned for you now it's like i know you're doing a good job keep doing mm-hmm. a good job yeah <laughs> leaving the toru nest <laughs> yes like haru said <laughs> yes <laughs> he's yuki's growing up <laughs> he's becoming he's a, a big real boy bird. <laughs> real boy <laughs> big bird Take out of the little bird nest. Right, yes. bird? <laughs> okay, good. Well, next time we'll talk about this next episode, which I'm sure will be painful. Based yes. on the flashback we saw. <laughs> uh, it's episode 21. It's called There Was, Definitely, which is also vague. 
Yes. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye. Hello. Oh, Hi. We're back to talk about spoilers. <laughs> we haven't gone anywhere, yeah. but. Mm-hmm. That you know of. Okay. Well, <laughs> you could have time traveled in the second that I took to breathe. That's possible. <laughs> Anything's possible. Like, want to see me run to that tree and back? <laughs> want to see me do it again? <laughs> <laughs> You're full of good jokes. <laughs> um, anyway. I don't know why I'm running out of steam today. It's like Sunday afternoon. It's not even like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Let's talk about, let's talk about this. This Soda Cinderella is coming up. Who's excited? I'm so excited. So excited. <laughs> I was pleased. I was pleased by everyone's reactions. I have confidence that it will be 100% wonderful. Oh, you know what's going to happen? Mm. That means that Ayame is going to come back soon for to oh, yeah. visit them. <laughs> this is important. <laughs> it's the most important. Yeah. And they have to because Kakira, Kakira has to meet uh, his meet, commander. Wait, the vice commander. Did he already meet him? For no, during... he has to meet the vice commander. Oh, Mine, <laughs> vice commander Mine. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> vice commander. <laughs> uh, I love their relationship. It's great. Um, mm. Yeah, next time is Yuki's pain that's coming. Yes. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry, we didn't talk about spoiler things. We talked about next episode spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, Yuki's being nice to Machi. Machi noticed him. Talking mm-hmm. about how he's not like a prince. I guess yeah. she hasn't had her scene that she ha- she hasn't said that yet, though, right? No, she has hers. I don't think that's come up yet. So. We'll have to probably have to wait till next season. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yay! There's finally Machi has like more dialogue. <laughs> she yeah. says like five things this time instead of like two. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like, Kakeru is like, yeah, anybody'd be scared in a dark room with a uh, dark dark a small dark room with paint fumes, and it's like you don't even know how hard on the head and you're hitting that nail you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's like like yeah you know, we saw the bit where he's talking about how they were raised and then like he had the mm. moment where he's like this is stupid um i feel like like we see a little bit more of that flashback with it being animated and it just made me think of like like when we get the flashback of how Kakiri used to be mm-hmm, like in school later. where he's very serious and grumpy mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like yuki serious and grumpy <laughs> maybe someday yuki will be a goofball Bah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if he's capable of that. No. He's capable no, of his... sass. Yeah, it's like his true form his true form is uh being an asshole <laughs> rather than being a goofball. Yes. <laughs> Kakeru's a goofball. Yuki is an asshole and Kyo is just like super soft. That's like his yes. true, actual true true form. <laughs> Kyo being so um oblivious to how much people like him. Yeah, he's being in denial about how people can like him, which of course stems mm-hmm. from his other issues. Yeah, looking back on it, I was just like thinking about all the characters, and it's like Tori didn't have much to say, but I mean, she just has her. <laughs> she's gonna be all like, "I can't do it later," <laughs> <laughs> trying to be an evil stepmother or stepsister. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard like really confident, like I'll be more evil than the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Yuki's like, "Yeah, she can't yeah, do it." No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Yuki knows. Yeah. <laughs> I like how she's like, leave it to me. I can't remember mm-hmm. exactly what she said in the translation, but she's like, oh, you can trust me to do it. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> sure, we can. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the like Yuki fangirls didn't factor that into their plan. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, no, how endearing it will be to see her try and fail to oh. be evil. <laughs> She'll be even more beloved. I think Minami was the one who rewrites the script later and 
fixes it, at least in the manga. No, I think it was the um. Oh, it was the other girl, the, like, the, like class president who like doesn't have a name. We don't really the see that much. The non-glasses but... class president. Yeah, some class council person. <laughs> the name. I liked her a lot, even though she only showed up in like that one chapter. Yeah. She was just so determined to make this a good play. <laughs> <laughs> just like if the script doesn't fit the cast, I'll make the script fit the cast and like rewrite yeah. the whole thing in like a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Long enough that they're all still at school, or Toru was still mm. waiting at school for Kyo. Yeah. In that one where he's being um, um, emo, being emo. That's how I would describe it. Is <laughs> he being a grumpus? Yeah, I was gonna say something else, like mm-hmm. being a little, a little bitch, being a little. Yes. <laughs> he's being really grumpy in that one, that one part for whatever. Uh-huh. I mean, not for whatever reason. We know what reason. Yeah. But it's like the same reason yeah. as everything. He's... <laughs> yeah, he's going through stuff he has some, right now. Has some <laughs> things. He's having some feels. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is kind of in the on the Yuki. I mean, uh, Kyo and Toru's you know little plots are a little bit on the back burner for this Yuki mm-hmm. things that are happening right now. So yeah, yeah, we talked about how like I think in like one of the manga episodes or something we talked about how like Kyo's development kind of plateaus for a little while, mm-hmm. while uh, like mm-hmm. Yuki's pretty steady throughout the whole thing. Yeah, Toru's. Mm-hmm. This is the time where I think Toru's issues are starting to. Yeah, this is like really come out and she's starting mm-hmm. to have to face them for her growth yeah so hers is like just kind of starting in a way yeah in, in a forum where we can see them yeah other than freaking out like once or twice <laughs> that kind of i feel like hers kind of really starts in the beach but you don't mm-hmm. get to see a lot of it yeah. at the beginning i think is, mm-hmm. is yeah like i feel like we've seen like we've seen her issues for a while mm-hmm. but like she's just now starting to kind of deal with them mm-hmm. Because she's, you know, so she's always so focused on other people, helping other people, freeing them from the curse. Yes, but um, sometimes you gotta look at your own issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotta, gotta put on your own mask before you help with the children. <laughs> yes, before you help with your um, emotional support, Karino. Yes, <laughs> is that a joke? That oh no, this is spoilers. So everybody knows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> or they or they're willing to be confused i guess for a while yeah <laughs> we made a lot of jokes about someone's on an airplane for some reason <laughs> you know it's just we're just because we just miss traveling so much you know yes <laughs> it's like oh i miss the safety announcements <laughs> miss them telling me to follow along on the placard in front of me and i never do <laughs> so yeah yuki's pain yuki's next pain. episode yes we're gonna get his backstory. I wonder if it'll take more than one episode because wasn't it like we did reread four chapters at a time, um, mm-hmm. for it, and it was like all his backstory of Okito abusing him and then him running away and helping Toru yeah, and the full hat it'll... and stuff. I think it'll be a one full episode. Full hat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You think it'll be one? Maybe. I think it'll be Maybe one. Cut yeah. It. There's a lot of like internal. You could probably. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of. Yeah, a lot of it is stuff that I think will be much faster. Mm-hmm. In an animated medium, then you don't need on lots panels because there's lots of like internal, you know, yeah. monologuing. There's a lot of like empty panels. That's yeah, true. it's a lot of just like dark, dark panels with Yuki's dark Yuki's thoughts monologue. all the way across. Yeah, that's yeah. True. <laughs> good point. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's really just like, yeah, there's like Yuki like being sold to Akito mm-hmm. and Akito snapping, baby Yuki meeting baby Kyo, and then the right hat stuff, really. <laughs> Yes, exactly. I guess you could probably fit all of that in one thing. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it'll be... They'll make that like one and a half 
and then the second half of the second one will be Kakiru, like the resolution of, because there's like a part with Kakiru after where mm-hmm. he's like he gives him advice or whatever. I forget exactly what happens. Yeah, doesn't he hit Yuki in the face with a soccer what, ball? Yeah, I was gonna say there's a soccer ball. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Kakiru's the uh, comedic relief that we need. <laughs> yeah. He's like, don't cry, and smacks him in the face with the soccer ball, and then Yuki throws it back like ten times as hard. Yes, he's like, I'm not, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they're good friends. <laughs> yes, choking each other like friends. Mm-hmm. They talked about Yuki's like, oh, I don't know if the Soma family has inheritance problems, and it's like, well, there's the whole like stuff with Yuki. I mean, with uh, Akito and Ren, but mm-hmm. obviously he's not involved. You're right that he's kind of yeah. In a way, he's, like, sheltered from the family politics because they're just like, you are perfect and special and Akito's yep. very special <laughs> companion. You. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you will always be that way. And so it is It is decided. Yuki has, like, he's very, um, I mean, I think because of, like, Akito's abuse, he's sort of, um, his, his like, thoughts and his feelings are all very internalized. Like, he mm-hmm. wouldn't, his focus on is all kind of, like, on himself and how he feels about things. Not like in like a selfish way, but just in a like, I think he's not really privy to any of the goings on of the family other than his time mm-hmm. with Akito and like, so he probably doesn't really know what's going on. He just knows yeah. that Akito was okay and then Akito snapped. That's like, that's his kind of his perspective mm-hmm. and like the things that have happened with him. But he's not like Shigure or whatever who has more, yeah. despite denying it to Rin, he does have more inside knowledge about what's going on in the family, like the older Somas mm-hmm. do. All of them, like Hattori and Kareno also, so. Yeah, I don't think he has that. Anyway, I didn't really think about that when we read the manga, and I thought about that this time when Kakeru, he was answering Kakeru. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. There's not sort of inheritance issues, <laughs> sort of, mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah. There's definitely issues with the inheritor. <laughs> Let's put it that way, maybe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or successor. Akira's successor. Yeah. Well, there was, like, like that was whole... The whole like panic behind them trying to find a right. like proper match for Akira. It's like we need a we need an heir. <laughs> Ren is like, I love you. Mm-hmm. Akira was like, Ren's the only one who understands me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which may or may not be true. The only person yeah. who cared about him specifically, as opposed to finding a successor. We talked in the mm-hmm. manga discussion about how the family is almost like its own sort of like thing, where it's like. Yeah, Akira's like the head of the family, or Akira's the head of the family, but there's like a whole sort of like, I think of the family as being kind of like a character in this story. Like the family has its own motivations that are different than like Akito's and the Junishi's. Mm-hmm. Akito isn't the only one who keeps everything the same. The family has influence over Akito, right? Yeah. I don't really know how to describe it. I don't know exactly who it comes from either. It's like they're like a collective sort of thing. But yeah, anyway, so. Yeah, he doesn't really know, but there's a lot going on in the family, which we see later mm-hmm. in the series, so. Yeah. Again, not really exactly spoiled by this, it just reminded me of that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. he doesn't know. Oh, there's going to be more Machi stuff later. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. They get to have their thing where Machi uh, tells him about her all her family issues and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we get kind of the like the second half of the story that Kakiru told their family issues. Yeah, the Machi side of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like he says, he's like, maybe Machi's not free yet, mm-hmm. and no, no, she's not. Nope. <laughs> I wonder if he knows about her brother. I don't remember. I think he says, like, 
he says like he's heard the same like bare bones story as everyone else like because i think oh, when he right. when you, when, i think when yuki asked about it he's oh, like yeah. he's like well i've heard what everyone else has heard but you should ask her mm-hmm. like, basically like yeah i get the feeling that machi didn't talk to kakari about it either he knows mm-hmm. the same thing yeah i think he can tell it's not accurate yeah well i think he knows about their of, family's bullshit so <laughs> yeah because he's kind of like he's got like a serious expression when the rumors come up mm-hmm. and he tells yuki to ask her about it instead mm-hmm. yeah and then he listens and creeps mm-hmm. so. yeah it's a good point and then later we have kimi's basket i mean <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything we talked about i just thought it was funny <laughs> yes it's not the backstories of all the <laughs> student council never know he doesn't really get a backstory i mean there's just like his yeah. like crush on motoko Mm-hmm. Oh, I did it right. Yes, I did it right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, yeah it's not gets, really. A... Yeah, he gets more of a like, like a motivation than a full mm. backstory. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> For why he hates Yuki so much. Although I think out of all the student council, he likes Yuki the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least they commiserate about Kakeru being dumb. Yes. <laughs> we haven't really seen that yet. Just like a little hint of it when they were talking about the plans for the cultural festival. But mm-hmm. yeah, later he does more when Kakeru's like, "How yeah. about guys, this thing," and they're like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he actually like gets along weirdly well with Kimmy. <laughs> yeah, they're always together. I think they're like you yeah. Know, they seem to have a. I don't know. He, I think he really doesn't like Yuki. He hates Yuki because of the Motoko thing, but he really doesn't like Kakeru, and I think mm-hmm. he thinks Machi is like full of shit. You know, yeah. like he doesn't want to pop with Machi and, Ka- and uh, Kakeru. Kimmy is just kind of like she teases him a lot, but I don't think. Yeah, she has I feel like to they're hide, like you know. Yeah, I feel like they're like. Each of their brands of like shit like just rolls off each other. Like now, now it's angry. It doesn't ever affect Kimmy and yeah. Kimmy's Kimminess. Kind of like stop doing that, and like it, it, it just continues changes. to do that. Yeah, that's but, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So it's just like they're just like constant forces in each other's lives mm-hmm. <laughs> compared to everyone else. Yeah, compared to being like, yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. a struggle to figure out if you should be mad or sympathetic for Mashi. You know, I get yeah. it. I get it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could, I could definitely find her definitely find her frustrating yes. if you were you know working trying to work with her and yes didn't know anything of her backstory or anything yes we're not like yuki <laughs> yes um and yeah and kakiru also it's just like it's hard i think it's hard for now to take him seriously even though he clearly mm-hmm. is a good person and stuff but and then kakiru yeah. picks on him so you know mm-hmm. <laughs> now it doesn't seem to have like the family drama like everybody else seems to have so yeah <laughs> they can't connect about it yeah yeah, I think his like the closest thing to family drama is that he has a whole bunch of sisters. <laughs> and, like, he struggles to be taken, like struggles to be heard. Yes. <laughs> if I recall correctly, I don't know, does he? I was like, is that true? I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was something about him having like a bunch of older sisters. Is like, that like in the an author's the... note? Possibly. Google in it. I don't have any <laughs> of my uh, manga with me today. <laughs> oh, he has two older sisters. <laughs> In the trivia section, it says he has two older sisters and a middle-class upbringing. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> so, yes, you're right. <laughs> two older sisters is enough older sisters. I have one sister, and that's enough. <laughs> Maybe now, someday, I'll have a glow-up like Momiji. Do you think he'll be short forever? <laughs> Do you think he's just one of those kids that was, like, short for longer in high school? <laughs> like Momiji? <Yeah. laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, I don't, obviously don't have any other things to add except to talk about yeah. now. Next time, we'll talk about Yuki's trauma. It'll be good. Good yep. time? Question mark. Yeah, yeah. We get to see the hat story again. It'll be good. Mm-hmm. Kyoko will be back, I guess, briefly. Yeah. Actually, he wasn't. He yeah, didn't like... really see Kyoko, so. 
Yep, we had like one somewhat lighthearted episode in between all the the Rin tragedy <laughs> and the Yuki tragedy. So. <laughs> There's a lot going on in this part of the series. <laughs> yeah, the the more. There's more trauma to come. I mean, there's even worse, other more trauma to come, so that's fine. Yeah, I think it was a good idea to adapt it with like all the Rin stuff together and then all the student council I, stuff together. I agree. I don't think it would have flowed as well without it, or with mm-hmm. it. Like, they kind of had a couple little hints from this chapter, like the Toru saying. Yeah, they're thing. sort of like, uh, almost like different viewpoints of the same events, kind of. Yeah, especially because... Like the, cha- the two episodes. It starts... Yeah, because it's like kind of Rin's viewpoint. I mean, Rin's, Toru, Toru's viewpoint. The mm-hmm. first episode, like two episodes ago, was kind of Rin's viewpoint. Then it becomes Toru's in the... Wait, no. Mm-hmm. In the second half? Yeah, that was all one episode. Am I crazy? It was two no, episodes. It was, yeah, because she wakes up in the second episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then it was Toru's yeah. viewpoint. Then it's like goes into Yuki's. And it yeah, because like, we had day. a little bit... Yeah, because like, we had a little bit of Yuki like, like talking to Haru and mm. about it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then this kind of goes in here. We have like a little bit of Rin stuff, but... Mostly goes into the Yuki stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you're right. And it is all around the same time. It's within like the couple of days mm-hmm. around the same time. Yeah. So. Or at least so it seemed. Because mm-hmm. Kakiru, Kakiru was like, oh, did my thing get rejected? And Yuki was like, yeah, it was the meeting you missed yesterday or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's only been one day and a lot happened. He like left mm-hmm. school and talked to his mom. <laughs> you know. I don't have anything else. Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, oh, Yuki's going to get a cell phone and then <laughs> Kakiru can send dirty videos or whatever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. So next time we'll talk about this episode, which will be, it'll be sad, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But it's because it's Yuki, it'll be kind of optimistic also. Yes. It ends uplifted. Uplifting. Uplifted. <laughs> yes, it ends yes, uplifted. uplifted. <laughs> <laughs> the whole episode is lifted up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's like by the end of the episode, you'll only see the the bottom half of the screen, <laughs> and then just a what? big black bar. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's a whole concept thing. <laughs> all right, good. Thank you all for listening. Then we'll see you next time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye bye.